0: This is Kate Beckinsale, you're listening to Bacon Sale. Hey, hey guys, aren't you ready to record Bacon Sale today? <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I just got my mom's permission to leave. I can't be out until midnight.
1: <laughs> For some reason I don't know that's far off as of what Jacob sounded like.
2: <laughs> I don't think I ever sounded like that. Maybe I did. Are, are you wearing are you wearing a, wearing a retainer right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Bacon Cell, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. <laughs> if anyone's gonna crack their voice on the show, it's gonna be me, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cracking your voice, Kent, why don't you crack open your emotions and talk about last show?
2: I would like to apologize to everyone. Once again, I know I said this at the end of the show, but I, I murdered every listener. <laughs> In the last show. <laughs> In the last show. <laughs> Hypothetically. We really need to clarify these things when you talk about them, Kent. I invited them over for a live taping.
1: <laughs> yeah, you murdered them. And I Aww. murdered them. How did you murder him? Oh I think was you know you end. were there. <laughs> You I wasn't there. You guys sent me like a funny murdering Jeff and I'm like, I'm not coming over. Murdering I Jeff? You murdered peanut him butter? peanut butter? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Smothered him in peanut butter. But well, first of all, what a way to go.
2: Everyone got really mad because I saved Joel. Maybe people don't realize how long or how long we've been friends and maybe how good of friends we are. So good that I killed Christopher Nolan for this man. That was pretty touching. Which I regret. And I would like to state that now. Which I regret. And by the way, a lot of people call this on the Kate Beckinsale, saving her instead of Gal Gadot. Yes, they did. Gal Gadot. And it's Gal Gadot, actually. Uh, it's not. Are you sure? I uh, will pull up the video of her saying it herself. Okay, I'm glad if it's Gal Gadot because that's what I've been saying and I just wanted to say it right. What are you saying? Gal Gadot? Gadot. Gadot? Yeah, that's what everyone's been telling me. Gadot? Everyone says I've been saying it wrong. Gal
0: Gadot. No, that can't be right. Well, it might be. It's too phonetic. It's weird.
1: <laughs> Hold on, listen up. We're here with uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, here's
2: Gal, Gal Gadot. I don't know. do it again.
0: Obviously,
1: Israeli
0: Gal Gadot. Who
1: is Gal Gadot? That's a strong T. Thanks to Gal
0: Gadot. Oh my gosh! Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. We've been saying it wrong, Joel. She's saying
2: Gal Gadot. You are doubting the
1: internet. You always go to the internet for truth. I do, but I gotta hear. I gotta hear. Hello, my name is Gal Gadot. This video is her saying it. I'm gonna send you both these two again so they can hear play them on the air. But here you go. A lot of the
0: people call me gal, 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 like different variations, but I totally get it because it's hard to pronounce. But yeah, my name is Gal Gadot.
1: Gal Gadot, there it is. Gadot, <laughs> oh my gosh. Gadot, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we Gal-gadot. spent so much time doing that. Where's <laughs> she from? Uh, Israel, I believe. Right?
2: Yeah, she is from Israel. That's yeah. a nice accent. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, we're go. just watching YouTube videos now. It's Gal Gadot. But I, I actually apologize for for letting her die uh, to the super virus. Yeah, because listen to that accent. She was chi- not here that whole time. She's in child rearing years, and
1: <laughs> he oh may
2: not be. Oh
1: no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna repopulate the earth. Look, right? Look, look, it's not just about repopulation. This is about who you Joel want to done. spend time
1: with. <laughs> I give Kent the floor and this is what happens. <laughs> yeah,
0: he but, so it's repopulating. I'm sorry
1: for the ones I specifically killed and generally killed. You're apologizing to Emily and Mark. Yes. I got I got in trouble. <laughs> they got really mad at me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you killed them. Yeah. If you don't you should, know if you don't know you what we're talking that. about. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to listen to episode 107, the, what would Biggsil do too? Or what would Biggsil do? Do. Um, and you'll understand a little more what we're talking and about. And that now. is the end of my apologies. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, guys, we're going to talk about high school movies. That would explain why you did The Cracking Voice. Now it all comes
0: together full circle.
1: <laughs> now, when we say high school movies, there we, we need to clarify that uh, we we created a list of high school movies. And it was a very, very, very long list. There In are, honor
0: of graduation season, by the way, I should yes,
1: mention. Yeah. And we had so many movies. there's so many teen movies out there that are geared towards high school kids. Like 30. Kids. Yeah, well, no, there's much more than that. I actually narrowed right. it down. That was my narrowed down. But no, list. that's thirteen going on thirty. yes. That's, no. <laughs> oh, that's, right, right. that's, that's not the same. A little different. So we had to make some cuts. So first of all, we cut out inspirational sports movies like Hoosiers or Friday Night Lights because yes, they're high school movies, but the primary focus is sports. We also cut out any supernatural or sci-fi elements. So like, back oh to the man, f- supernatural's not there. No, sorry. But like back to the future sorry, and 17 again, they're like grandpas and, at this uh, point, 13 going on 30. And like any of those movies where it's like something, did you say teen wolf, teen wolf? Yeah. Supernatural. What was the other one you're trying to get in there today? He just uh, keeps Bill talking Bill about supernatural adventure. Also supernatural. was sci-fi. sci-fi. yeah. And so we we cut out those cause we were just trying to narrow it down. We're not saying they're not high school movies. We're not saying they're not good movies. We're just saying we had to chop this down to a doable element. We also then cut out any prep school movies because we were going for public high school movies. So we cut out things like Dead Poets Society and Rushmore. So w- the reason I bring Cruel this intentions. up is... Intentions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that school of Rock. Um, but the reason I bring this up is just because I don't want people being like, well, why didn't you include this one? And why didn't you include this one? And even with the list narrowed down as much as we did, because we narrowed it down to 24 movies, mm-hmm. even with the list narrowed down, there's going to be ones that we missed, ones
2: that we didn't include. In fact, it was kind of my fault
1: because I saw...
2: A certain movie on this list. Yes. And I said, cut it because I just think of that as a straight comedy, not a high school movie. Mm-hmm. And it was a mistake because everyone at work railed on me for like an hour today for cutting this movie. And so I said, Hey Joel, could we bring that back? I, I got in trouble. Well, and then people are gonna people are going
1: to nitpick. what what you get
2: for telling people
0: things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if the listener ever nitpicks what we say, but, <laughs> Never. but we did include some movies, even though they may be like at the end of high school or just after high school, but they're still high school movies. And we didn't include other ones. As a disclaimer,
2: we are not including Dazed and Confused, which is a great high school time movie. Yes. But we're not including that, so we're sorry. Nor Bad, which no. is uh, not uh,
1: the kind of bacon cell show that you would <laughs> think. Well, we wanted to go for ones we'd, we'd seem Right. And uh, American I mean, Pie will not be on this list as well. No, no. It's basically the reason for the downfall of the modern comedy. But that's not Whoa. the discussion we're having today. Wow, that's a bacon bit right there. <laughs> so we're going to get into it, and this is going to be a tiering show. Right, right. So we're going to have our three tiers, but with a little school twist on it, because Kent's I, funny. I, <laughs> <laughs> tell him, Kent. Tell him your idea. Why do you pointing at him like that? That it's not tier one, tier two, tier three. Oh, Ooh, I thought you were going to say right, it's, right. It's, a
2: tier, it's a tier show, because in high school I shed a lot of tears. Yeah. No, no so I was thinking... All of these movies have a central theme. They all talk about the cliques in high school. So why not it's about make the high school experience. Why not make tier one like the cool table or the the heathers or the plastics? And so we came down to this. Right. Instead of tier one, tier two, and tier three, if you listen to our Disney shows, you're very familiar with how we rank these things. Right. Or Disney princesses. Yes. In, instead, we are doing Joel. We're
1: doing honors, pass, and fail. Yes. So those are the three tiers. So honors are obviously being best. Pass being the middle, fail being My the My movie is an honor student. But before we Pass, get into the rankings, I, d- I, d- I do want to ask you guys, because I feel like a lot of these high school movies try to capture the high school spirit. Mm-hmm. And I want to know a little bit about your guys' high school experience. What was high school oh, like no. for you? Jacob?
0: Jake first, Jake first. Uh, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> uh, high school sucked, actually. I mean, I mean, Really? You didn't yeah, like well, it? I, I went to school... At one place as a freshman, and then I moved to another school for sophomore and junior, and then came back to the same small place. Like there was thirty people in my graduating, not even there was like twenty six people in my graduating class. Wow! And where'd you, uh, you
1: fall in there? Were you top of your class?
0: Oh no,
2: no, <laughs> no! Remember the stories? I mean, these tall tales that Jake likes to share. Yes, is that he was like this king vandal around town? Vandal, I guess. I don't yeah. know about that yeah. story. King no, vandal, definitely. No, you I, were riding around in cars, jumping up parking lots, running away from the rent-a-cops.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carrying guns. Yep. Carrying guns. Yeah. None, Shooting no, squirrels. That, that's yes. None no, that's crazy. Blowing up washers. Yeah. This <clears throat> all happened last year. This.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, like we probably shouldn't talk about my high school, but well,
1: uh, that's what I wanted to say. This is the show. One, one, <laughs> one, what was your high school experience? And two, what, who were you in high school? Like if you had to put yourself in a clique. So here's what, here's what I did, right? As a, as a
0: freshman, I was really quiet, reserved. I was just, I was super loner because I didn't like anybody it was in this really small school where there's only a couple dozen of us right and I, I just didn't like anyone so i just kept to myself and it was horrible then i moved to a bigger school where i made some where i made some friends but i ended up getting in tons of trouble at that point and i and there i was kind of a jock i played football basketball and ran track uh sophomore he's making this up like he you throws are such a he liar throws those out where
2: he's just like oh by the way i played all these sports why is that such a big deal because oh you're not guys. a sporty person. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I played. I, I love sports. The last time I said, I said, hey, can we play basketball? You got shin splints by me saying, can we play basketball? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't follow sports, which is, I guess, why it's confusing you guys. Because I don't care about following it. But I love playing Well, you
1: know, it. when the team is basically three people, then, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that that small town, they won state, actually, well, in my senior year. Pretty crazy. State of Missouri. In Missouri, yeah. Okay. I mean, for 1A schools. <laughs> 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 Narrower and and narrower and narrower yeah. still a true story it is. but yeah um so that was you in high school so yeah and then i came back as a senior i went back to the small school and and kind of gave it all up so i stopped all the athletics and stuff and uh just kind of hung out again I, I didn't attend i only went to like half of that year and for some reason they still passed me so i wasn't really there a lot okay i kind of just didn't care and left so it's not really so would you
1: it, say you're like in these high school movies would you be like the rebellious one
0: I, you know, I probably, except I wasn't there quite enough to do that.
1: So <laughs> you know, the kid that wouldn't come to school and then he'd show up, put his boots on the desk and be like, you know, teach me, teach.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Kent. I went into sophomore year because here school started. Well here, I mean, it, I guess it's different everywhere, but 10th grade was the beginning of high school. Yeah. Same and with So me. my sophomore year, huh. I was maybe a foot shorter than I am now. I was maybe five, four, five, four, you guys. As a sophomore? Yes. Man, you grew a lot in high school. Uh, actually, over that summer, between sophomore and junior year, I grew one foot. Wow! No. Which is where, why. Where, where did it grow? Oh, my voice. Wheres this? Where did the foot grow? My neck. <laughs> Just my neck. <laughs> and so I came back junior year, and, a giraffe. and and I will say this: I really in. I, I'm going to use the word blossom. I blossomed in high school. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> don't ever use that word. I really blossomed. <laughs> wow. I decided I did not care what people think about me anymore in high school. And I realized I wanted to be seen as funny. Right. And so I became sarcastic. Um, What? 10th to 11th you saying? Yeah, actually all through high school. I, uh, and it was, my high school was weird because choir was the cool thing to do. It wasn't really the jocks. They weren't the coolest kids in school. It was in choir. So I joined choir, I basically did everything I could. I took dares and everything so that people would laugh at me, uh, laugh with me, but do anything I uh, could to be seen as funny. And then I became King Apathy through 11th and 12th grade, where I would wear saver shirts and, you know, crappy pants, Mm -hmm. basically ironic shirts were my thing. And I was like, I'm so different. And I have a wallet with a chain and everything. (laughs) And the butt cut. And I was just like everybody else, even trying to be different. But you know what? I didn't care And it really, really worked out for me. Were you involved in any extracurricular activities? I was in DECA.
1: I was in DECA. (laughs) High five for DECA. What is DECA? It's like marketing, uh, marketing for students. Marketing? It's like a marketing club. There's a marketing club?
2: Yeah. I went because they went bowling one Saturday. And so I signed up (laughs) and they had pizza. But I really enjoyed it. I went to almost every school dance through junior and senior year. The class I was in, and this really fit perfectly for me, I was basically a diamond dozen. I was middle class in high school, meaning I was friends with the lower class and I was friends with the higher class. Okay. I fit right in the middle. Oh, I and then senior year, I didn't really go. <laughs> I didn't actually ditch high school at all. Not one day until my senior year. And then I was in Farmington U City Council, and so they just overlooked all of my absences. It so was wait, you,
1: said, you said, but it was more than one time in your senior year, you're saying? So oh, he just, he I missed my lot. entire year. Oh, okay. We say you didn't miss a lot. That's why I was confused. Not until he he said my senior before year. His senior oh, year. okay. I had body yeah. conditioning. I, I
2: think in senior year, and I sure didn't go. <laughs> body conditioning. <I laughs> you love can that tell gym right class. now. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Put your shirt on. All right, Joel. Uh, me, I loved high school. I really did. Like ninth grade and twelfth grade were two of my favorite. I mean, high, the ninth grade was the, the the end of my junior year, junior high years, and then t- twelfth grade, obviously, high school. But mm. I I loved high school. I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. And I was kind of the, I really didn't come into my own until probably about 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always kind of the class same. clown. Sure. But 11th grade is when I started kind of, and I did, I got involved in theater and I tried out and really enjoyed it. And it became like a thing where 11th grade, I think I did one play. And then like in 12th grade, I did, you know, two or three or something like that. Cool. Like, had a great time with it was friends with a lot of different groups. I had buddies you know, that were jocks and, and drill team and, and drama of course, and choir. Like I, I, I got around and enjoyed a, the company of a lot of different people. So I had a very positive high school experience, Same, which I think that's going to reflect on kind of my feelings about these movies. Cause when I don't relate to them, I don't like them as much. So high school's the worst. That's, out. that's
0: crazy. How could you yeah. have a positive high school experience? To, I don't I even know. Went
1: to every dance too. I love dances. Yeah, Those me so too. Much oh, fun. Stomps and dances. Yeah,
0: loved it. Loved them. Stomps.
2: Matching shirt dance was like that was my jam. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Matching shirt yeah. dance. All right. Yeah.
1: So now we know. Now we know. This is kind of us going into this. You get a little feel for who we are going into these high school movies. Jacob, why don't you read off a couple of them? We'll start tearing these. All singers. right.
0: Let's start the tearing. First, I'm going to start with a big classic, The Breakfast Club from
2: 1985. Hey, hey. hey, hey. I'm going to do that again. It's going to happen a lot because these movies are all about soundtracks. They are. Ken, why don't you go first in this one? So this movie is directed by John Hughes, who we will bring up a lot in this show. produced, and directed by John Hughes. Starring Amelia Westfest, Jed Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, and Anthony Michael Hall as the five different classes, the types. The brain, the criminal, the princess, and the basket case. Five high school students meet in Saturday detention
1: and discover how they have a lot more in common than they thought. You know what's funny about this movie? Is I talking talking about drama? I performed a scene from this movie before I'd ever seen it. I had no Which concept. Scene? The part when they all when they're sitting around a circle and confessing things to each oh, other. Oh, sure. And you guys want to guess who I was? Who I got cast as? Anthony Michael Hall, the nerd. No. no. Milly westvez
2: No. Uh, i was, was judd nelson
1: You're, no, you no you were not judd nelson
2: he would be the last one i would say well and i would have said ali sheedy before one was
1: nelson? he's the rebel yeah you were and, the rebel no but i didn't <laughs> cast myself like this it was the, we were in the drama class and this group came to was like do you want to be part of our group and i said sure why not and they said okay here's this reading i was actually in a couple different performances but they said here's this reading and i'm like okay what's this character And they're like he's kind of a rebel and i'm like okay and I had no concept of the movie and had to play this part. And yeah. I was like, what is going on? I have no idea what this movie is talking about. Wow. Yeah. This movie gets an
2: honor student for me. This is an honors movie. Tier one. Tier one?
1: Tier two. Tier two. I'm giving this one a tier two. I will say. Do we have limits on the number of tier ones? Oh, yes. We should clarify. We, we have eight tier. We, we, Ken and I have to put limits on ourselves. Otherwise, Ken's going to give everything a tier two. <laughs> it's true. And I'll give everything a tier one. And except so, for except for this one for <laughs> in the breakfast club. Um, but we gave each other eight tier ones, eight tier twos, eight tier threes. So we are limited to what we can give. And this one right. didn't make the cut. Was it close? The, well, the thing is, the first time I saw it, I didn't like it at all. And then, is it because I've it's a little it, more harsh in terms of <laughs> yeah, language, you're
0: saying like this is what you're saying about it, how it doesn't relate to you?
1: Yeah. Well, all these kids like had such a they hated their parents and they hated school, and I was like, oh. they're teenagers. That's gonna like come across in all of these movies. They're selfish kids. Joel didn't I have this experience, though. but I liked my parents and I liked my school. Okay. But but even then, I, that's the first time I hated it, and then as I've watched it a couple times since then, I've really gotten to appreciate it more. And maybe with a couple more viewings, it could become tier one, but. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're looking at the cast, good cast, they really fit the stereotypes. Although I never really got Molly Ringwald as the it girl, but I you know. Whatever. But John Hughes loved Molly Ringwald. And the soundtrack. Okay. Okay. You're
2: right. It is okay. Because but the don't, most don't, don't you forget about me. So civil minds may be fantastic. Maybe the greatest song of any of these. Because you that have that moment of
1: Judd, uh, Judd Nelson. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah. Judd Nelson. <laughs> but you have this moment of him walking away and doing his fist pump in the air. And that is a Iconic. great, great moment. And that's why I got brought up hot to near the top of a tier two for me. I mean, it earned $51 million on a $1 million budget. Good for wow. them. This really it, it hit the right note with so many different people. And actually, this was filmed at the same time as Ferris Bueller's Day Off. John Hughes is working on both movies concurrently. Oh,
2: I feel like this movie needs to be seen in film class because this one is a small group all coming from different perspectives and finding something, something they can relate on, which is being an annoying teenager and
1: hating yeah. your parents. But still, it worked. And it's also one location. Yes. One day. Like it's very minimalist in that regard, but it's still captivating. Just not. So, Oh, I I said tier two. I'm sorry. This got to pass. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pass.
1: And you're not passing on the movie, but it passes. It passes the test. All right. Next movie. 10 things I hate about you from 1999. Now, when I said I was in theater, I I think I've said this on the show before I was in Taming of the Shrew. I actually played Lucentio who courts the fair Bianca. And uh, I'm a big fan of that role. uh, No, got me to be able to kiss one of the prettiest girls in school yeah for real yeah nice. i told you that before i don't remember i gave up the. I gave, <laughs> this is why he likes high school i don't you remember i got offered the lead role because the lead role had an issue with kissing and i didn't oh yeah oh, and yeah. i and i gave it i said no i'm good with lucentio thank you very much because that means i get to kiss bianca uh anyway <laughs> <laughs> so She's i was actually now so. i I'd just done taming of the shoe when this movie came out and 10 things i hate about you is about a pretty popular teenager who can't go out on a date until her ill-tempered older sister does, much like the play *Taming of the Shrew*, which is about uh, Kate being a shrewish woman and Bianca, her younger sister, can't get married until Kate does. Right. So that's the take. Stars Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Larissa Olnik.
2: <laughs> this was one of my nicest. <laughs> was that, was that for the entire cast? Actually, kind of, <laughs> except for Julia Stiles. <laughs> um, I had such a crush on Lar- Larissa Olnik. Yeah, Alex And I Mac. was of Envious.
1: Of JGL yeah. for being able to seek her out. <laughs> but I hated this movie. What? I hated it. Hated it. And my wife, my the, sound, the soundtrack is good. Letters to Cleo is great. And I love it when bands have cameos in movies. Thank you, Letters to Cleo. Uh, How could you even know who Letters to Cleo was? Because of the soundtrack. But I did not like this movie. This is one of the few movies I considered walking out on. And part of it was me being a stupid Shakespeare snob saying... Uh, I don't like this adaptation. I don't like the way they did this. But I just it didn't sit right with me. And so I'm giving this a fail.
2: Wow. wow. So this one is rated PG-13 uh, because there's a flyer for a party that advertises free beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Parents Guide on IMDb. I'll be doing that a lot. This is a tier two. I mean, a pass. This is a pass. It's a pass. We'll get, we'll get into it eventually. We'll get it right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it right. You're giving it a pass. I thought this movie was fun. I This introduced maybe to the world, but at least to me, Heath Ledger. Yeah. And he did a great job. The Julia only... Stiles was super crabby. Yes, she was. And so everyone was kind of perfect. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was this innocent kid that I could relate to. And this came out in 1999. 1999. When I was graduating high school. and Can I, was I like,
1: graduate?
2: Ugh. <laughs> and I was like, that's me seeking this girl that is way out of my league. But you know what? Maybe something will work out right. Was she
1: out of his league though, or just she had a sister that was shrewish? Yeah, I don't
2: think Both? she was out of his league. I uh, thought she I was, this was with was Larissa with Olenek. Yeah, but it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Of course, it is, this is all about he high was school. He was not Joseph Gordon-Levitt back then.
1: He was Third Rock from the Sun kid. That's true.
2: He's just that Tommy. weird kid
1: with long hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tommy with the long hair. Yeah. Uh, I the Heath Ledger thing. I did like. That's the only part of the movie I when liked. Dancing in the stadium. Yeah, the yeah. goofy dance part. That was great. That was great. Yeah. But the rest of the movie. That's some This
2: movie was incredibly fun. Tear and pass. You're incredibly fun. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Some Kind of Wonderful, 1987.
1: Some kind of wonderful.
2: So this movie stars Eric Stoltz, Mary Stewart Masterson, and Leah Thompson. When Keith goes out with Amanda, the girl of his dreams, Amanda's ex-boyfriend plans to get back at Keith. Meanwhile, Keith's best friend, Tomboy Watts, realizes she has feelings for Keith. This is actually a love... I don't even know what you said. Yeah, no, so it's a Keith, Keith, Keith. Keith, Keith. <laughs> it's a love triangle.
1: It's a love triangle with Keith in the middle, and there's Amanda the Popular Girl, and then her his tomboy friend, Watts. That's her name, played by Mary Stuart Masterson. Who named her? Uh, she, she goes by Watts. Terrible that's, person. That's We're going to
2: make some parallels with this and another John Hughes movie. He wrote this movie, did not direct this movie. So this is another John Hughes.
1: Yep. This is. And this is actually... And we could talk about it a little bit, because when uh, Pretty in Pink was made, John Hughes was not happy with the way the ending was. And so he rewrote the story and gender-swapped the roles and made Some Kind of Wonderful with the ending he wanted. And now, he put
2: Kristen Wiig in the movie and Melissa <laughs> no, McCarthy. He no, he didn't.
1: <laughs> spoiler alert. But uh, that worked out well. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful. In Pretty in Pink, uh, the girl ends up going for the popular guy. And in, in the, the nerd friend is like, he's cool. He's different than the rest. Yeah. And then in Some Kind of Wonderful the guy ends up going with his real, like he realizes he has feelings for his best friend. Who's this girl. Mm-hmm. And so he goes with the, he doesn't go for the popular girl, which is the better movie to you. <sighs> Probably some kind of wonderful. Yeah. And this could be tainted by the fact that my, si- it, my right, sister, my sister used to watch this. My sister used to watch this all the time and I really did enjoy it. I thought it was a lot of fun and uh, that could have tainted it. Why? Because I didn't see pretty in pink until I was much, much older and pretty in pink is did you a give it bit it a grade. It's more adult. Yeah, But pretty this, this, pink this, is. this one's a pass for me. This one's a pass for me as well.
0: Yeah. Passing grade. Maybe you should really, say that. So I like I don't really
2: have any affiliation to this movie. I'm like, it's okay. I watched it like
1: twice when I was a kid, and this is a higher tier two for me. Uh, it's a lower tier two for uh, me. But Leia Thompson, she was very attractive. Make the noise. In her make, make the noise. <whistles> okay, that's, that's that works. <laughs> wow. Oh, take oh, it easy. <laughs> <yeah>. Well, <Whoa>, calm <laughs> Between down. this and Duh. Howard <laughs> the Duck, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Howard the Duck's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a high school movie. <laughs> it's a juvenile movie, but it's not a high school movie Thank
0: Kevin for that. All right. American graffiti 1973. This is the George lucas one so, American Graffiti,
1: uh, set in Modesto, California 1962, the film is a study of the cruising and rock and roll cultures among the post-World War II baby boom generation. Directed and co-written by George Lucas and starring Richard Dreyfuss, Ron Howard, Harrison Ford, and Wolfman Jack. Wow, this is really transformed. That was Wolfman Jack.
2: That was Wolfman Jack. Did you know how much money this
1: movie made? A lot of money. Like 200 million. And it was nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture lost to the sting. Because of this movie, George Lucas was able to make Star Wars. Yes, this is the reason. Yeah. And uh, Ron Howard got his start. He got put on Happy Days because mm-hmm. of this movie. This is this is a big movie and probably really relatable <laughs> for people who I'm right there with you, who lived during that era and have nostalgia for that era. But uh, okay, Ken, did you ever cruise State Street? I did. And the Vard. And so Cruising for, the state for and the those Vard. of you who don't know Jacob, I don't know if you had this, but in your hometown, was there a main drag that kids would just drive up and down back oh, yeah. and oh, in their, their cart and buggy <laughs> and, <Horse> and buggy?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we had to go to Springfield, which is like 30 minutes Hello away. But yeah, Battlefield <laughs> road. That's what we cruise.
1: But you just go back and forth mm-hmm. and then try and pick up on yeah, girls. Yeah, and yeah. and did you enjoy doing that? Occasionally. Did you enjoy doing it? Hated it. I hated it. But did you do it still? I did it a me, couple times. I did too. Well, actually, I, I always it. I
0: always said I hated it, but often there was some sort of cool story that came out of it, though.
1: But that's the problem with this movie is that it's all that and no cool stories. So I'm giving it a fail. And oh, it's a fail. For the historical significance
2: that this movie gives, it is a pass for me. But I have no, I don't really care about this movie all that much. I actually think Dazed and Confused does it better.
1: Nobody does it better. But um, this moment sounds for Roger Moore.
2: But the epilogue at the end of this movie, this is in the parents guide. It implies that some characters eventually died. Actually, it gets pretty dark at the
1: end, yeah, when it says that that it's one of the first movies to do that where it's kind of this closed caption. here's where here's where this person ended up, this fictional character, like here's what they went on to do. Yeah, it's like they died two
2: years later in a in a horrible car crash. Yeah. okay,
1: jeez. Yeah. And then the one that's like, he actually, the whole movie was his dream in a snow globe. What works for this movie, though, <laughs> is the
2: soundtrack. It's like 41 tracks long. And it's so basically, many. you know, when you watch Jeez. those late night infomercials where they're like, best hits of the 60s.
1: Best hits from Wolfman Jack.
2: That is this movie. It has like every classic f- song from the early 60s. Yeah, like, and that is the soundtrack
1: Beach Boys, hmm. Del Shannon, everything. Like, it's all there. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very good soundtrack. Great. I love oldies. So it takes place in the 60s? Yeah, 1962. Yeah, made in '73, but set in 1962. Much like Happy Days, made in the '70s, set in the '60s. Interesting. Yeah. So pass. All right.
0: Fail.
2: N- next up is Sixteen Candles,
1: 1984. Sixteen Candles.
2: Sixteen Candles, directed by John Hughes once again, starring Molly Ringwald, his favorite girl. That guy needs to get alive. <laughs> oh, and he passed away, Jacob. So he does need to but get a not life. in the 80s. <laughs> he does need to get a life because he doesn't have one anymore. Oh,
1: come on. Molly. Exactly. That <laughs> yeah. guy needs
2: to come back to life, huh? <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nicely <so> done. <laughs> Bump set spike. Send your hate <laughs> mail to bake itself Podcast at gmail.com.
2: So Molly Ringwald also stars Anthony Michael Hall, who is also huge in the 80s. We and don't ne- bring up weird science on the show. I would like to apologize, but it's, it's supernatural a high school movie. Supernatural. Thank Sci-fi. you. Sci-fi. So a girl's sweet 16th birthday party becomes anything but special. No, 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 no. You no, no. got to read with the quote marks. Oh. A girl's sweet sixteenth birthday birthday becomes anything but special as she suffers from every embarrassment possible, which is kind of a terrible description on IMDb. Yeah, it really is. So this one is the iconic one. It has long duck dong. Yep. It also has the the panties. What you just thing. say? It's it's a character. Yeah. And this one, it's an,
1: offens- it's an offensive Asian stereotype. Hmm. Yeah, and they got away with it. Like in the '80s, you could get away with anything. Although well, the Roger, Roger Ebert actually defended it, really? Yeah, it was weird. He's he, like, I love racism. He said he said it went from racial stereo. You know, the character. Uh, oh, is it George mm-hmm. Uh He went from like ra- Giddy Want Wantnabi. Want Giddy. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't say it, but anyway, the Roger Ebert said he took it from a kind of a racial stereotype to high humor. Like and it said. was high humor and people love long duck dong and the fact that this movie didn't that's a what's happening hot stuff. I
2: like, oh, yeah. I like Anthony Michael, Anthony Michael Hall's nerd way more than I like John Cryer's nerd character in pretty right. Pink. And I like the, the way that the plot kind of follows through in this one. I find it far more believable and actually I, I've never been a 16 year old girl, <laughs> but really? I feel like it is the better story for that kind of
1: girl.
0: What about the sequel? 32 candles. Is that what that's called? It's really depressing. Now, Kent,
1: what did did you think about uh, Michael (laughs) Skoffing? Sorry, what? The the male crush. Were you having a seizure there? (laughs) (laughs) Michael Skoffing. Yeah. Scoffing. I don't remember a thing about him. Because you know who was going to be the lead? Who? Tom Cruise. Viggo Mortensen. What? Whoa, really? Yeah, it was Viggo Mortensen. Nobody even knew about Viggo Mortensen before Lord of the Rings. And no one knows about Michael Skoffing now. (laughs) Oh. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Uh, it's so very, it's a pass for me, by the way. A pass. I think it's also interesting that the, the people always talk about the soundtrack of his movies. This soundtrack only had five songs on it. There was like a mini album they did. And then eventually, like in the movie, they play like 30 different songs that are really good. But then when they released the soundtrack, it was like just the one. And it wasn't even like Thompson Twins, Patty Smith. And also, OK, hmm. I did not see this movie until maybe last year for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So a grown man. Why would
0: you watch that recently?
1: Because we were, I, I, I think it was after John Hughes passed away actually. Oh, okay. Mm. Little um, tribute. Maybe it, was, maybe it was a little after that, but I, I decided I wanted to see it. I did watch it and I did not relate to it. Sure. At all. Cause it was well beyond the years. I think I should have watched it fail my, Oh wow. What? Wow. I'm
2: failing 16 candles. Seriously. That's brutal. Yes. My oldest, my oldest sister, she really liked this movie and she, we weren't supposed to watch movies like this in the home. What? It was PG. <laughs> Yeah. PG for the eighties. Come on. <laughs> PG for the early eighties. It's like 30 F words. PG. Yeah. I used to call eighties PG pornography guaranteed because you'd always see something in the movie. Family friendly. Kent, you can
1: say pornography. I just wonder where you were going with that sentence. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's a pass. It is an easy pass. Yeah. Um, a fail. What is, what's your reasoning for fail? I just, it did not, I didn't see the appeal and maybe it was because I was much older when I watched it, but as I was watching it the whole time, you know, they're forgetting her birthday. I'm like, that's kind of funny, but then it's just kind of adorable. I, yeah. I didn't get to it. Sorry, guys. Hmm.
0: Have you, you no need to heart. spend some time as a sixteen year old girl? I think that's the only answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would know. What? <laughs> <laughs> How does Jake even respond to that? <laughs> there is actually something I've been meaning to tell you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, next
1: movie: Better Off Dead, nineteen eighty five. Gee, Ricky, I am sorry, your mom blew up. That's it. It tells the story of high school student Lane Meyer, who is suicidal after his girlfriend breaks up with him shortly before Christmas. So, yeah. This sounds like a ball of fun. No, that's Have the- you not seen this movie? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Jacob. <gasps> We're playing our hand here. But what? <laughs> Jacob. Dude, no. this is. Those this whole movies about this guy who's heartbroken about being broke up with. So, he spends the whole movie trying to kill himself. And it's hilarious. Like, that sounds so
2: weird. And no, no, no. But then it goes one step further. There is a French exchange student. Monique. Well, she's trying to win him over because the family she's staying with is terrible. It, this is a hilarious movie. So, I'll watch yeah. this, Joe, if you watch Harold and Maude. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that tough?
1: Harold and Maude's in my queue. Is I think it? It's like number three hundred ninety-seven. There's some weird crap in Harold and Maude. That's oh, why oh, I said that. Oh, yeah, the whole point of Harold and Maude is a little weird. <laughs> but here's the funny thing about this movie: is John Cusack hated it? Apparently, after what? seeing it, he he uh, said, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I will never trust you as a director." He was talking to the director who directed this movie. I will never trust you as a director ever again. So don't speak to me. He was mad at the director after seeing the movie. And then in 2013, under Reddit, he said. They, they asked him about that quote that's been going around for years and years. And he said, no, I just thought it could have been better, but I just think that I think that about all my films, I have nothing against the film. Glad people love it still, but it sounds like he has no love for it. Weird. Hmm. Now I, this is one of his best. I think, I think so too. Um, but this movie does have a, a musician cameo in it as a lot of these teen movies do. So instant fail. Uh, it's EG daily, uh, also know known as count? Elizabeth daily, also known as the voice of Tommy pickles, also known as Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. And she's a rock star in this movie. So the voice of Tommy Pickles is singing. Does that count I'll as a musical cameo? Well, she had an album and she did like she has songs. You're in the soundtrack, taking a like far, pretty far stretch there. She what about the hamburger she was that a thing was the
2: She was a thing back in the day. Okay. For you. Uh, but the the cherry. About your other crushes. cherry was the thing for you. <laughs> cherry? What? Who, who was she? Dottie. Dottie,
1: that's it. You like Cherry, huh? Cherry's a chair. Dottie's, Dottie's like a real woman. <laughs> This is a this is honors. This is an honors movie because I've I own this one. I laugh at this one every time I see it. Like there's so many quotes, so many quotes in this movie. When it's just like, look, this is pure snow. Do you have do you have any idea of the uh, street value of this mountain? Look, I can't move my right arm.
2: And that brings us to why it's rated PG because one character is constantly trying to get high by snorting things. Yep. But since there are Jello, no drugs around, that's he, why Joel he it. snorts snow, gelatin, anything except drugs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: Oh, they have the same. They're trying to. They're trying to make the French foreign exchange student feel comfortable. And so the mom's like, "I've made you a, a French meal." Oh my gosh, French bread, French dressing. And then it's it like, is funny. P- I swear.
0: I swear, Jake, this is, you hilarious. guys are not making it sound funny.
1: Okay. So Jacob, how about this? He's sitting there. He has the, he has a, like an extension cord around his neck. He's in the garage. Mm-hmm. It's looped up. He's about to commit suicide. This is hilarious. Sorry. And then he goes, and then he's like, <laughs> this is gonna be weird. And, then, and then he's sitting there. He's like, wait, what am I doing? No, this is wrong. Suicide's wrong. And then right then his mom opens the door cause she's vacuuming and bumps him off the steps. And he's like hanging next to the stairs as she's vacuuming, oblivious to the fact that her son is choking next door <laughs> Why are you getting so much? It's so funny. (laughs) This is an easy honors. Honors
0: Yeah. Accidental murder of children is (laughs) hilarious.
1: All right. Using that. Oh man. So many good so many good moments of this movie. All right. I want my two dollars. So good. She's all
0: that. 1999. We got another Shakespeare one here, don't we? Is she all that a Shakespeare one? I I can't remember. It seems like it was. I don't think it is. I think it's I know she's
1: the man. She's the man is. That's Twelfth Night. Yes. But this one is the typical, hey, she's a nerdy girl. Take off her glasses. What?
2: She's hot? A high school jock makes a bet that he can turn an unattractive girl who wears glasses <laughs> into the school's prom queen. It feels like that's who's, every movie there.
1: Who's the unattractive girl?
2: Rachel Lee Cook.
1: By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally takes her glasses off. I don't off. want to do that growling thing anymore. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I feel dirty just, just let doing it, it. Just let Kent do that one. Just let me yeah. do it. It's
2: directed by Robert Iscove, who also directed From Justin to Kelly. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a fail. A fail? Me. You're giving it a fail? I actually, I feel bad about Rachel it. Rachel
1: Lee Cook? I feel really bad Written about it. Written by M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> what? That's true. What? Yeah. What? In a 2002 interview, M. Night Shyamalan confirmed that he polished the screenplay while adapting Stuart Little and then wrote a spec script for The Sixth Sense around the same time. This, but then it came, you know, they said polish, but then he came out and said, no, I actually wrote almost the entire thing. And then there was a like kind of back and forth between him and the director. Turns out he wrote a lot of the movie. She's all that. Can I tell you why I'm angry at this
2: movie? Because it has Freddie Prinz Jr. in the movie. And I've always held something <laughs> against him. Why? Because he married Sarah Michelle Geller, who I was always meant to, to be with. <laughs> no, seriously. In the nineties, I was
1: really upset with this guy. Yeah? Freddie Prinz Jr. is not someone that you can hate. Are he they, is. Are they still together? Yeah. Yeah. They're a good couple. They're, he's a nice guy. Me, it makes me so mad. This also has also has <laughs> Paul Walker and Matthew Lillard. You it's love Matthew Lillard. A very 90s cast. Uh, also, this was the last film to be reviewed by Gene Siskel before his death due to complications from age surgery in 1999. Oh, It's a fail. It's a pass. I gave it a pass, and maybe it's just because the Rockefeller skank uh, dance number is... Family friendly. Re- <laughs> but you know that one. Right about now. The funk's old brother. Check it out now. And they have a whole dance number to it. That's yeah. memorable. And Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook, indeed. Yeah. That's a pass.
0: And it wasn't Shakespeare, but it was based on classic literature. It's uh, Pygmalion, which is a... What'd you call me? <laughs> yeah, it's also the same uh, thing that My Fair Lady was based off of, which makes sense. So.
1: Yeah, it's that whole fish out of water thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but
0: I liked it. All right. Brick, 2005.
1: She's a brick and a. Oh, no, no, that's what this no. movie is
2: about. It is not.
1: I'm <laughs> the ghost and I'm headed nowhere. Yeah, brick in this movie is about heroin. It's a heroin brick. <laughs> so, wait, am I starting this one then? Yep. A teenage loner pushes his way into the underworld of a high school crime ring to investigate the disappearance of his ex girlfriend. Written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Is Ryan director- Johnson? Directorial debut. Ryan Johnson is essentially, how can I put this? I'm worried. Kent's baby Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that's true. It's like he loves that's Ryan Johnson and everything he does. If you don't know what he's directed, he directed Can *Looper*. I? Yeah, uh, *Rogue One*. No 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 sorry no no sorry 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 you scratch that he's about to direct the last Jedi there you go or he is directing it uh but Looper and Brothers Bloom and Brick are the ones before that so he's getting it he's getting and he also directed a couple episodes of Breaking Bad Brothers
0: Bloom I never saw that one I need to he directed Joel
1: hates it I love it yeah I don't like Brothers Bloom but he also directed a bunch of episodes of Breaking Bad including Osmandias which we said is one of the best one of the best ever so uh this one. It's very film noir, and this is one of the few on here that's a drama, straightforward drama.
2: It doesn't really fit on the list very much. It it was, but it it does go into different clicks.
1: Yeah, it's it's inner city school. Oh, I should clarify. We also cut off a lot of the. Well, I guess Supernatural kind of covered that, but we cut off horror. Mm -hmm. But this is more of a murder mystery than a horror, and so we decided to include it. But this is a honors. Really? I was really That's surprising Im- coming from you. I was yeah. really Im- brick was one that caught me out of nowhere. I was like, what is this movie? I was really enjoying it. Really? I'm seeing like it. a love of so-
0: drug trend here for Joel. What? <laughs> yeah. You're like the other one. They're trying to, uh, you know, always snort something oh. <laughs> better off dead. And now this
2: one. So no, Jake, I, li- I had death, not drugs. Oh, okay. Jake, just to wait your appetite because you hated high school and you hate high school movies. Apparently
0: high school's a waste of time. Go on. <laughs> wow.
2: wow. You're going to get your GED. Hey, someday. Kids, okay? don't listen to Jacob. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> Jake's doing like 19 more years of school. What are you talking about? So, this movie, Joseph Gordon Levitt gets a call from his girlfriend that no one can find, and she says four words. And house they're all spot. really, yeah, it's like really vague clues. Is this going to be
0: in the next What Would Bacon Sale Do?
2: It, it may be. <laughs> it <could> and be. And <laughs> so he has to go investigate and go talk to all these different social circles to find out what these words mean. And they could be things, they could be people. Wait, she says four words that don't seem connected? It's like a no, code. It's weird. And so it becomes a noir thriller, basically. Now, when we say noir, school.
1: we're talking literal, like he's walking around going, you know, I'm not going to get any lines right, but it's like, so where'd you find that dame? Oh, I found her over here. Like, yes, yeah. it's, it's very stylized language and it's very 40s, which I really like. This is an honors movie. You got an honors, too? Oh, definitely. Come on. It's Ryan Johnson. It's Baby Nolan. <laughs> A.K.A. Does, baby Nolan. Ryan Johnson cut down. He does look like a baby. Look at <laughs> a picture of him.
0: I think I might actually put that one on my list. You, you should.
1: should. Brick's great. All of these. Well, most of these you should put on your list. Anyone we give honors. Anyone we agree on honors. Yeah. That probably does mean
2: something, actually.
0: Okay. Say Anything. 1989.
2: Directed by Cameron Crowe, oddly Cameron enough. Crow. Really? Who did Jerry Maguire... Other movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was. Well, Vanilla uh, Sky. Wow. We built a zoo. <laughs> Almost he, famous. Vanilla Sky, Sky lives a zoo? with John. We bought a zoo. All those. Uh, stars Joan Cusack and Iona Sky. John Cusack, not Joan Cusack. I said John. It's not like Joan. <laughs> I think it was Joan. Maybe they were both in it.
2: Yeah, we they're always in the same movie. Actually, I think she is. So, a noble underachiever and a beautiful valedictorian
1: fall in love this summer before she goes off to college. This one does start with the end of high school. Like it starts with, with uh, Eon Sky uh, giving her the valedictorian speech. Mm-hmm. But it's still very high school because they have like a little after party and they kind of are still trying to figure out how they want to be adults. And it's very high school because it's like this guy trying
2: to date someone that's way out of his not league, but out of the realm, really different and circle. It's, and it's parents trying to stop a romance from happening. This yeah. is the one with parents. the iconic scene of him holding up the boombox. Yes. In the trench coat. It, in house. your eyes playing which is probably the second most iconic song of any of these
1: we well, funny mentioning. story uh, like Cameron Crowe uh, approached Peter Gabriel and said hey you know I'd like to be able to use in your eyes in my so- in my movie and he said well I'd like to see the movie first so he sent him a rough cut he had or he had someone send the rough cut but they sent him the wrong rough cut they sent him the rough cut for Wired which was a biographical movie about John Belushi what? And so Peter Gabriel wrote back and said, uh, you know, it was fine, but I didn't like how the guy, you know, overdosed in the end. And he's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then he realized sent sounded the wrong movie. So once he saw it, he said, yes. So they put In Your Eyes in there. And that iconic moment holding the boombox up, there's no doubt in my mind just for that alone, this is a tear or this is an honors movie. It's an honors movie for one iconic moment. For, well, I actually love the whole movie. Like this, this is one that I own. An, this is one pretty that I do actually. It is dark, but I love, I love it. And I love the lines. Like I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen I love the fact that the dad has this history you don't really know about. Mm-hmm. And it kind of puts this whole other layer on the movie. I like how the, they're unsure about their relationship in the end. Like That's true. They, like there is some un, there is some unsurety there. But at the same time, there's so much of romance in there that I just I love this movie. Honors. Pass. You jerk. Sorry. <laughs> you jerk. Don't be mad. I take back my birthday wishes. What a jerk. You guys miss birthday wishes. <laughs>
0: All right, next one
1: is Can't Buy Me
0: Love,
2: 1987.
1: Can't buy me love. I'm pretty sure they blew all the budget on just
2: that song alone. Directed by Steve Rash, who directed the American Pie straight-to-DVD movies and Bring It On straight-to-DVD movies. Go him. Starring Patrick Dempsey, Amanda Peterson, and Seth Green. The plot is a nerdy outcast secretly pays the most popular girl in school $1,000 to be his girlfriend. Have you seen this movie, Jake? Nope. What? This is a good
1: one. Really? We, we, we say Seth Green. Don't picture teen Seth Green. Yeah. Picture kids Seth little, Green. Little, little kids Seth Green. Well, Seth Green, Green 1987. But this is, this is about a to... guy. So this guy, he, he, he's kind of a nerd. He is a nerd. And he has his crush on this really popular girl. Long story short, she needs money. And so he gives her money, but he says, I can give you this money if you'll pretend to be my girlfriend. She's like, what? And he's like, that'll make me popular. She's like, no, it won't. And then there's this whole question of will having a girl show interest in you, make other girls interested in you. And it also continues that trope where the popular girl actually
2: kind of loses popularity, but the one who's faking it becomes more popular and becomes less of what he used to be. And he kind of denies his friends in the end or not in the end, but yeah. as he goes, and this is continued through other teen movies, which we will talk well, yeah, about. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that trope
0: a lot of times. Yeah, and, and this so is it's, kind of It that- doesn't
2: create the trope, but it actually does it very, very well. Mm-hmm. For All me, right. this is an honors movie. Honors. Yeah, Double? this is an honors movie.
1: Well, Double honors? I also, uh, there's that part where they do the African anteater ritual dance, mm-hmm. choreographed by none other than Paula Abdul. Really? Yeah, she did that. Okay. And apparently, But but Roger Ebert gave the film half a star oh. out of a possible four and said Whoa. Uh, where did, Where is this part? On the basis of the evidence, the people who made this movie are so materialistic, they actually think this is a teenage comedy. Can't they see the screenplays rotten to the core? No, Roger Ebert. You're rotten to the core. This is an honors movie.
2: Yeah. All right. can't honors. buy me love. He's, he's dead. He's, he's dead. He may be rotten to the core.
1: Well, Ken, <laughs> why would you do that twice in one show? <laughs> it's a theme now. <laughs> no, let's just all think about Cindy Mancini and be happy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. She's in Can't Buy Me Love. She's the main character. Oh, main
0: she's girl. not rotten to the core. No. Like Roger Ebert's corpse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Always taking a turn. <laughs> 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 All right. Next movie. Send your hate mail to <laughs> bake sell Podcast at gmail.com. I
2: like how we talked about Roger Eber a ton on, the, <laughs> on a previous show and now we're just totally... Yeah. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> Pretty in Pink, 1986. A poor girl must choose between the
1: affections of her doting childhood sweetheart and a rich but sensitive playboy. Family friendly. Yes. Yeah, this is... We already talked about this one kind of we were talking about some kind of wonderful. This is where the girl has her buddy that she's always hanging out with but she wants to date the popular boy. And this was once again directed by Howard De- uh, Deutsch, Deutsch? Deutsch? Deutsch. Deutsch, Deutsch, Howard Mark. Deutsch, who also directed some kind of wonderful. Written by John Hughes, who also wrote some kind of wonderful. It's pronounced Gadout. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen. I still <laughs> need to say this. Um, and this has like Ducky, which people really like. And the soundtrack—it's
2: a great soundtrack. It's okay, dude. In excess, psychedelic furs, new order, Echo, and the
1: Bunny Man. It is a great 80s. I listened to those today. The only song I really love on this soundtrack is If You Leave by, o- by OMD, Orchestral oh, Revealers sure. in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Love that one. But this is a pass for me. It gets a passing grade. I feel like when we say pass, it's a bad thing. But it's just tier passing two. Passing grade, yeah. Yeah, it's a passing grade. I think with st- honors passing
2: grade? The story here is terrible. This is the one where she ends up with the jock in the end and her whiny best friend basically that guy but he's like no he's actually great he's different i i don't like this movie i think it's a fail
1: originally andy and ducky uh the the main girl and her buddy they ended up together but test audiences disapproved and so they switched it with andy ducky's so strange you really don't want to see him as a romantic character right but i think it's a fail it's not a very good movie so you gave it a fail yep and i give it passing Mm -hmm. so we're not really big on pretty and pink is what we're saying no This is the lower. But you like 16 candles. Yes, that's. Because I get those confused. I don't know if you do too. I do too. And some kind
2: of wonderful. A lot of John Hughes stuff I get confused, except for Breakfast Club and one we will mention
1: pretty soon. We'll get to that.
0: All right. Next up is Can't Hardly Wait, which is a great movie. Can't Hardly Wait! (laughs) (laughs) 1998. Starring
1: uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and other people. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, this the, the IMDb description is so dumb on this. Multi-character teenage comedy about high school graduates with different agenda of life on graduation night. That's a terrible summary. It's really ah, awful. I know. I know. Because
2: this is the story about Ethan Embry. Yes. I mean me in high school. This is probably the character I relate to. <laughs> me too. Really? I honestly watched this movie and went he's me yeah he's like a hopeless romantic up top yep. you better give me a high five on that one he's a hopeless romantic who falls for like the like jennifer love hewitt for pete's sake yes
1: well, and jennifer love hewitt he, is absolutely adorable in this
2: movie seriously jake have you not seen this oh i know this one okay yeah. this is 90s not 80s. i would say this is you know and we're biased here like we there are so many 80s movies this is the one that was around this is when joel graduated this was the year i graduated this was this yeah. came out that year And it was about graduation. I was like, it's totally me. And what it does, it has so many fun characters like Seth Green playing Special K.
1: Yeah. We have the kid from Hook playing the nerd. (laughs) The kid who wants to be black. And then uh, oh, the kid from Hook. This was his first and last on screen appearance since Hook. Really? Yeah. He came back for this movie. He was so great in this movie. And I know as the nerd. And then DJ Qualls became the new skinny nerd of all movies. Yeah. And the film debut of Melissa Joan Hart, even though she'd been in a bunch of TV before. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's got a bunch of people in it. It's, it's a lot of fun. The soundtrack is a lot of fun, too. It is. Especially the Third Eye Blind song. Right, Kent? Am I right? Can I graduate? <laughs>
2: but they also have Can't Get Enough of You, Baby by Smash Mouth, and It's Tricky by Run DMC. <laughs> and, and Paradise City. Let's not forget decidedly. Paradise City. Yeah. I love
1: Paradise. That whole scene is great when yeah. he's like, I know this song. I know this song. And this is uh, passing great for me. Oh, <gasps> what! <laughs> this was one of the unfortunate ones that got bumped out when we had to put numbers on how many we could put in each tier. You're kidding me! And it got bumped off the tier oh, one that's sad. Wow, this is an honors movie, easily. It ha- was you related you to Ethan it? Embry. I did. He is your character, and you're giving this a pass. I'm giving it a pass. I, I there was a lot of things I liked about it. It hasn't aged as well as I'd hoped it had. But I'll always have the nostalgia for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of them do. Look,
2: it's a nostalgic time. All these movies are meant to just be nostalgia, and that is it. It's reminding you of your
1: youthful years, rebellious times. But a lot of these movies have have electricity, so I know how you're not relating to them, though, Jacob. So it's okay.
0: I just remember seeing Jennifer Love Hewitt and was like, who is that
2: girl, and how do I find her? (laughs) (laughs) sounds really creepy. creepy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is an honors movie for sure. I think you should change your vote. I can't. Take, take
1: another movie out of yeah, the top. knock something else I out. I can't. I Do can't. It. Nope. I'm sorry. Please. I, I, I can't. You can't hardly wait. Can I knock out Brick? No. Okay, sorry.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> knew the answer. All right, next movie is Never Been Kissed,
1: 1999. Kiss me down on the front of the uh, house. Me. Is
2: that from this movie? I don't think so. I think it's from She's All That. It probably is. Never been kissed. Directed by Raja Gosnell, who directed the Smurfs movies in Big Mama's
1: House. And he trained Batman. <laughs> hmm? What? Trained-
2: <laughs> Raja Gosnell?
1: <laughs>
2: I hope somebody else got that joke. I got it. That, that's hilarious. I mean, it's you, fans, <laughs> A newspaper oh. reporter enrolls in high school as a part as part
1: of research for a story. These descriptions are the worst. They're pretty bad. This girl is a reporter uh, for the Chicago Sun Times. She's asked to do a piece on high schooler, so she goes back to high school because she looks like a high schooler. And Drew Barr was only like 24 when this movie was made. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, then she goes back to high school but she was kind of a nerd and hated high school so she goes back in there and has a lot of the same insecurities going back even though she's an adult. Yes. Soundtrack features Jimmy Eat World, the Cardigans, R.E.M., the Beach Boys, and the Smiths. But it's all pretty forgettable. Mm. Jimmy Eat World in 1999? Yeah. yeah. Lucky Denver Mint. Uh, I like that one a lot. This is a good one. This is a fail. This is a passing grade. Wow, that's because generous. It, it's mostly because the Josie Grossy thing I thought was pretty entertaining. Oh, wait, Jessica Alba's in this movie. Oh, she Young is? Jessica Alba, yep. <laughs> and, and, and I know Josie was so got a passing. Yeah. Grade. Hold on, it might
2: might be passing. Are <laughs> <laughs> you just going to change your grade because of that? <laughs> no, it's it still fail. Just Alba, nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. but Drew Barrymore, yeah. 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 Anyway, people love this movie though, and it is. It's is endearing. This is this is fine. It's a passing grade. All right, Clueless, nineteen ninety five. Directed by Amy Heckerling, who did Look Who's Talking Movies and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which we'll bring up. Alicia yep. stars Alicia
1: Silverstone, Brittany Murphy, Paul Rudd, Donald, Donald Faison, Stacey and Dash. Stacey Dash. A rich high school girl tries to boost the new pupil's popularity, but reckons with without affairs of the heart getting in the way?
0: What? Is, that isn't, <laughs> that's stupid. Did you guys read these before? I did. No, I but... just copy
1: and pasted. <laughs> <laughs> but this is an adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma, and it's about a girl who takes uh, an unfortunate soul and tries to make her over... And then creates a monster in the process. This is <laughs> this is one of those movies that relies on quotes that I actually
2: don't it's hate. So quotable. It is so quotable. And I like it. In fact, I think this movie's great. This is an honors movie.
1: As if there you go. <laughs> of course it's a This is one. this <laughs> is an honor. <laughs> this yeah, is with right. Uh, uh, uh,
2: and oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: The noise was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <The> Joe <laughs> leans over <laughs> <It's not> looking. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm old now, so I can I don't really know you're there, but can the soundtrack's take- great. Oh, soundtrack. This this is probably one of my favorite soundtracks on this entire list. Mm-hmm. I love the Clueless soundtrack. Rolling with the homies. Because I'm young and I'm hip. So beautiful. I'm going to be a supermodel. So good. Yeah. I love Smoking Popes on there, too. Yeah. I need you around. I love that one. Mullethead. We, we talked about Radiohead. this, actually, on our, our yeah. soundtrack and feels. We talked mm-hmm. about this soundtrack. Also, but I will say that this almost got knocked down because apparently... When at near the end, when Josh suddenly looks at uh, Cher in more of a romantic light, the music playing is the instrumental version of Gigi from the film Gigi. Oh, really? Really? The f- that that movie is about an the older brotherly-like hates. character seeing a little girl transform into a beautiful lo- young lady and falling in love with her. Thank heaven for little girls. So the fact that this movie <laughs> was associated with Gigi, which is one of my worst Best Picture winners, almost knocked it down. But oh my no. gosh. But Clueless is great. Yeah, Gigi great. or Marnie? Ooh. Let's save that for versus show. Let's do versus waiting. show. I choose suicide.
0: <laughs> uh, that was uh, great. presentation. No.
1: everyone loves Clueless, and everyone should love Clueless. And I, the first time I saw it, I actually didn't think it was that funny because it's not like a straightforward comedy. Nice stems. Yeah, th- but yeah. it's it's one of those satirical comedies. that takes a while to appreciate, and mm-hmm. it's it's held up very well. It's it encapula- encapsulates the '90s. Yeah.
0: All right, next movie that confused everyone in two thousand and four, Napoleon Dynamite. Confused or entertained everyone?
2: Confused. It confused everyone. How did it confuse anyone?
0: Well, everyone was like, "What is going on?" That's what I heard over and over. It's true, but that's why you go watch this movie, and it's like, "I don't know what's going on, but I think it's
1: funny." Can I just say, I'm just so glad this is on our list. I'm so grateful that Napoleon Dynamite's on our list because
2: I tried to take it off. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. Uh, this one felt like it didn't fit, even though I was well, shown
1: it, the error of my ways. <laughs> I can see why you think it didn't fit. But yeah, in a broader scheme. And I think it it's does. because it's not our high school movie. It's Preston, Idaho's <laughs> yeah.
0: high school movie. Well, it's about
1: culture. It's uh, written and directed by Jared Hess. Uh, or written, yeah. Jared and Jerusa. Well, Jared Jerusa. Jerusa didn't direct, but oh. she wrote. Um, it tells the story. A listless and alienated teenager decides to help his new friend with the class presidency in their small Western high school while he must deal with his bizarre family life back home. Gosh. Gosh. I'm going to guess Kent hates this movie because it is so quotable and because people were obsessed with it. They were And wear vote for Pedro shirts. But I have a history with this movie because I was at BYU when the short film Palooka that this movie was based on was made. And I was actually in the editing lab a lot with John Heater. And I remember I saw at the film festival and I was like, hey, you were great in Palooka. And he's like, yeah, we're actually doing a feature of it. And That's cool. Yeah. And so then it came this runaway hit. Apparently, uh, John Heater was only paid $1,000 for his role initially. <laughs> and after <laughs> it became funny. this runaway success, they renegotiated and he did get a cut of the profits. Are you sad that his career has gone nowhere since this, though? A little bit, though, because well, it, this like, was, he tried for a while. Natural Libre
2: was then- a, a success. Was it though? I, I <laughs> people haven't... love it, and I'm... people in
0: Provo love it. I mean, I yeah, it had its, it had its merits, but it, it, like it didn't lead to anything. It was like, oh, we hey, want no, more of that. It was like, gentlemen okay.
1: Broncos. I don't like gentlemen Broncos. I, I didn't get around to that. Masterminds one. didn't like that one, but I like Masterminds as part of that. Yeah, huh, I didn't even. And know. this gets with honors from me. With honors. I really enjoy Napoleon Dynamite, and the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. And now that it's all, all the hype has died down, it really is an entertaining movie to no, watch. No, to me, this is Austin Powers. It's like groovy, baby. You
2: know, this is like
1: that was, that was Jack Sparrow. Yeah,
2: the, <laughs> we're we're on a pirates <laughs> kick. But like, if you hear an Austin Power, like, oh, behave. If you hear that, you cringe. You die inside a little
1: bit. If you hear a quote from this movie, even now, you go, ugh. But there's a difference between people doing impersonations and actually watching the movie. The movie is still solid. And I love Deb. I love, uh, you want to? You think anyone wants a roundhouse kick to the face with these bad boys? That kind of stuff? Right. It's
2: hilarious. Um, in the Parents Guide, it said uh, one of the things that actually hurts its rating was that it's implied that a cow was shot in the head for steak. <laughs> this scene... Guys, guys, don't laugh. This is not funny. I love that part. This scene may possibly upset animal lovers. And the chickens in the chicken factory farm can be, all be seen tightly confined in their cages, which may also upset animal lovers. That's why it's PG. And that should be rated R. <laughs> uh, this gets a pass for me, Passing actually, grade? because it did have an effect on me the first two times I saw it. And then I hated everyone after that. I, hated <laughs> I can everyone. only imagine this is the movie that broke, but, Kent. but it's still not fail like it's not fail because I really enjoyed this movie. It's until fine. I hated everyone else. Yeah. This became the new, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail because yeah, people used to did. quote that all of the time. Mm-hmm. And then do. this movie came out.
0: It's just a flesh wound. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't include I that. I wasn't asking you to do that. We didn't include that one cause it has some supernatural stuff. Otherwise it would have been in this. it would have been in here for sure. First
0: time I watched Napoleon Dynamite was with my in-laws and, uh, it's the funniest thing because I hadn't seen it before, but I knew it was going to be kind of weird. Like i like people had warned me. It was strange. Right. We're watching it. They were like vocally complaining the whole time. <laughs> <I> imagine. What <laughs> is this? Can we turn this off? When it got to the dance scene, they literally got up and just turned it off. Wow. So I had to go back and watch it's it a later. great scene. <laughs> well, yeah. i told
1: you guys before that while I was, while well, when this movie came out, I was actually dating a girl and she told me that she was in the happy hands club. Like that interpretive dance with their hands musical group that they have in the movie, because mm-hmm. she grew up in Preston, Idaho. Really? And she was, was a part real of that thing. club. That's a real thing. And she was like, I worked at that farm. You know, I did this. Like, this is all very Preston. Like, she knew everything. That's funny. Yeah.
2: All right. Next movie, Drive Me Crazy, 1999. Drive Me Crazy, starring Melissa Joan Hart, Adrian Grenier, and Kent Dunn. Wow. He's in it. Really? Kim um, Dunn's in this movie.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and by me being in it, I was an extra in the basketball in the, scene. The basketball scene or the nice. dance scene? No, I was I was invited to the dance scene, but I didn't want to spend another oh, nine hours. It was
1: Brooke. Brooke was in the dance scene. Okay. It was the worst being an extra in this movie. Because, filmed in Ogden, Utah. Yeah. At historic 20 feet, 25th Street and Union Station. The scariest Ooh. high school ever the time zone tigers
2: uh i was an extra for 9 hours and we were supposed to watch her boyfriend in this movie who uh, cheated on her and everything he was he's a basketball star and he we, fell oh, for her cheerleader yeah okay yes. yeah get the story yeah so yeah basically she and her next door neighbor they are on the opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of like their high school ranking they decide to fake like they're going out to make significant others jealous and then they fall for each other of course of course Until their parents fall for each other and decide to get married. Oh, snap. Their single parents decide to get married at the end. They're like, what does that mean? Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's weird. It doesn't really even end with like a, hey, will they, won't they? It's just
1: like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't really care. Sure. It was originally titled Next to You, but then they changed it when the song, when Britney Spears' song, Drive Me Crazy, came out. So they changed the title for the song. To be yeah, more yeah, like the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. You drive me crazy. Mm, well, that's weird. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. You are tier three. Uh, <laughs> this is a fail. Total fail. Is you that okay? Really? Is that okay? People are going to be mad. People like this movie, but it's Why? not that good. Like this movie. I was going to give you a high five. This movie makes me feel lot.
2: bad for giving She's All That a fail because they are not in the same class, but based on the other movies that are on this list, I did have to give She's All That a fail, but... It's way better than this one. You just gave
1: Rachel Lee Cook the same ranking as Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't mean it.
0: It's pretty messed up. Yeah. Take off her glasses, then you'll love her more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next movie is
2: Mean Girls 2004. Directed by Mark Waters, who also directed Vampire Academy and <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins.
0: <laughs> I tried to think of the name of that and movie written, the other day when we were naming Jim Carrey movies.
1: And mm-hmm. written by Kent's hey. favorite, Tina Fey. Katie Heron is a hit with the plastics, the A-list girl click at her new school, until she makes the mistake of falling for Aaron Samuels, the ex-boyfriend of alpha plastic Regina George. I hate these descriptions so much. Film stars Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Tina Fey, Lacey Chabert, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, and Amanda Seyfried in her film debut. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, also, this, this movie was one that caught me by surprise because I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. This is a honors for me. This is a quotable movie. This is a memorable movie. This is a well-made movie. And it has such an impact. Like the whole, you know, on Thursdays we wear pink or whatever. I can't remember what it is right now. I'm going to get killed for quoting that wrong. And uh, there's actually a day called Mean Girls Day because in the movie, uh, Katie talks about October 3rd. So October 3rd is officially Mean Girls Day. Like this has made a cultural impact and they're going to make a musical out of it pretty soon, I hear. So this is definitely with honors for me. It's a very
2: funny movie. I'll stand by that. And I was forced to watch this by a girl back in the day, and that's okay. Because I enjoyed it. But this basically takes the story from Can't Buy Me Love and Heather's, combines them and becomes an unoriginal joke machine. Which is fine. So it gets a pass. Because oh, come it's still on. funny. It's You're a pass. You mean, mean
1: girls a pass?
2: Yeah, just a pass.
1: That's ridiculous. This How is it
2: ridiculous? This is one of those. Dude, it takes every most- trope. It's almost like you know, it just it, it just takes everything that was Can't, popular in the 80s I, I and says... I understand
1: that Lindsay Lohan has go. hurt you lately. But remember how good she was once. I know. Lindsay, go back to and that, Lacey please. Lacey Chabert.
2: Okay, look, I would give Lacey Chabert an honors for sure.
1: Family friendly? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> and Rachel McAdams is Regina George. Regina George is a fantastic villain. She is. Why are you giving this a pass? It's just a pass.
2: What? This isn't the same like genre for me as like Pitch Perfect is. Where it's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny.
1: Uh, I'm good oh my goodness
2: well well I thought it's kind of patting itself on the back for stealing jokes it does them well you know he's doing the pat itself on the back Tina
0: Fey thing like that's the same line you use about Tina Fey
2: that's what she does gross (laughs) I'm sorry
0: (laughs) all right next movie is fail it another one Kent really loves for smugness easy a 2010
1: all right. Uh, starring Emma Stone, Stanley Tucci, Patricia Clarkson, Thomas Hayden Church, Amanda Bynes, Lisa Kudrow, Based off of The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. A clean cut high school student relies on the school's rumor mill to advance her social and financial standing. I hate this movie. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> you both hate it? Yeah, I hated it. I thought, I, yeah. I thought it was amusing. Let's just go to fail here. It, it tries to be John Hughes. Emma Stone <laughs> is great. But the rest of the movie and the characters is flat in an industry. Not only does it try, they do this whole montage where they show
2: clips from John Hughes movies because they want you to associate it so much with better, better films,
1: and it's it's so clever. It's not. I believe they use "Don't You Forget About Me" on the soundtrack, if I remember right. Like uh, yeah, cover they do. version of it. And this movie has a very, very, very strong "Don't Judge" message, but then it also judges a lot of like other groups in the movie. Like it was just weird. Like I, the whole time, I'm like, well, you're kind of. You know, your message is getting kind of muddled here. But yeah, I, I hate I hate this movie because everyone speaks
2: with the same comedic voice. Everyone in this movie is hilarious and there is no characterization whatsoever. I hate it. Yeah, I wasn't impressed.
0: Huh? I'm surprised you're both on the same page about this. Fail. Fail. Hmm. All right. Next movie is High School Musical 2006.
1: One of Joel's very favorites, <laughs> which, by the way, is the only TV movie we have on here. Because some people forget that high school movie, High School Musical, was actually released as a Disney made-for-TV movie, and it wasn't until the sequels that it got a th- theatrical release. Actually, it was release. number three.
2: Yes, senior year, which got a theatrical release. And why that, do I know this? Has that ever <laughs> happened? I don't know. Has why that ever
1: happened in the history of film where a TV movie sequel gets a theatrical that's release? Good. Yeah, that's a good question. Probably not. It's but this was impressive. a phenomenon. It was, and uh, filmed in Salt Lake City, uh, directed by Kenny Ortega,
2: who also did Hocus Pocus and Newsies. Yes, yeah. And, and then Descendants, which, you know, I, everyone who has kids knows. I like Descend.
1: No, no. No, I'm thinking of the movie Descendants with the... Uh, no, not George Clooney's Descendants. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> the one with uh, the daughter. Someone on here directed daughter. that one. Someone on here directed that one. I can't remember who it was, though. Uh, film soundtrack. Alexander Payne. It's got a, a very catchy tune. This was after my time, meaning I was a little bit older when this one came out. But I'm giving this one a passing grade. Are you? Passing. Because you love it? Because we're all in this together, Kent. Oh no.
2: So in a parent's guide, this was rated PG because a couple try to kiss but are unsuccessful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is it like guidance to make sure that they're successful next time? Or or, wait, read
2: the synopsis. We didn't do that. Troy and Gabriella, two teens who are worlds apart, (laughs) meet at a karaoke contest and discover their mutual love for music.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, but I like the message of, you know, they had these clicks and to break out of the clicks. It's like, what are you doing? Then they're like, no, no, no. Stick to the stuff, you know. And then they talk about how you can't do that. But then they realize, no, clicks can mix. People can do different things. It's okay. And we're all in this together. And we know where we are. We're all stars. And it's showing. Fail. Like Fail. No, you're not giving it a fail. Absolute fail.
2: A Disney TV movie, it's a fail.
1: Like <laughs> how you timed that with Are this song? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> this is a cultural phenomenon. Filmed Cult- in cultural Utah. phenomenon. So you candles. hate Utah. <laughs> this is the best thing Zach had ever done and you knew that. That may be true and that's really sad. It launched careers for so many of these people, some of these teen stars. Like who? Corbin Bleu? Yeah. <laughs> I love that? his chicken. <laughs> <laughs> The film's soundtrack was the best-selling album in the United States and reached number one on the American charts for 2006. Cool. I buy what's popular. <laughs> Kent, it was a TV
2: movie that got sequels that were theatrically released. Yeah, and they were hot garbage. They were hot garbage. Did you and did you want to see these movies at all? When three came out to the theater, were you like, that's my most anticipated of the summer?
1: I never said two or three are on here. This is one.
2: Wow, One is good. One wow. is wow. Some loyalty here i have friends in that movie (laughs) do you really yeah i do okay then you gotta say some nice things about it yeah (laughs) all right next movie
1: election 1999 fail (laughs) fail 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 i don't like this movie in case you didn't realize that
2: (laughs) so ken i don't think he likes this movie what about you Uh, directed by alexander payne who joel just brought up who did descendants sideways and nebraska that's the one. Uh, Matthew Broderick stars Reese Witherspoon, Chris Klein, this movie, I, I don't know if people have really seen this. It's a really dark, really dark comedy, really dark. Uh, high school teacher's personal life becomes complicated as he works with students during the school elections, particularly, particularly with an obsessive overachiever played by Reese Witherspoon determined to become student
1: body president. So it's a teacher against student, but they're both evil. Who's the teacher? Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. He, Matthew Broderick. he, he okay. interferes
2: in the election. Yeah, to And he sure tries this to make sure Reese Witherspoon will not
1: win because yeah. she is so annoying and awful. Yeah. Hmm. This is a bomb. It, it only grossed $14.9 million against a budget of $25 million, and I think it's deserved. <laughs> it's a cult classic. A lot of people like it, but fail. Huh. Honors. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Kent, you don't have to be so contrary. You don't have to do this every time. This I go one is way. right up my alley. People are going to
2: think this is staged, Kent. This, for me, was like the same time when I really decided I loved uh, Cable Guy. Should and I watch Reece this? Hmm? Should I watch this? Yeah, you should. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Waste of time. No,
2: it's great. Like, Matthew Broderick, like star of the 80s from Ferris Bueller's, becomes this teacher who is like the man all of a sudden. Like, he's so anti-type. That it's, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very dark. I will warn you, but man, is it darkly
1: funny. It's not funny. It's dark, but it's not funny. Like I spent the whole time going, why do people (laughs) like this movie so much? Not a fan honors fail. This is great.
0: All right. Heather's 1988,
2: which by the way, I had not heard of until we made this list. In order to get out of the snobby clique that is destroying her good girl reputation, an intelligent teen teams up with a dark sociopath in a plot to kill the
1: cool kids. Yes. That's plot a plot to of this kill movie. them. Yes. Kill. Starring Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, and Shannon Doherty. Kent's favorite. This is about a girl who, she's a, she's a part of this group, and there's three Heathers. And she's Veronica. and uh, Mars? Veronica or Victoria? It's Veronica. She's Veronica. Um, but she's kind of getting, she used to be not popular, but now she's part of the popular crowd. And she's kind of getting tired of being part of the popular crowd. And this rebel comes in, Christian Slater, J.D., I think his name is. Yep. And uh, he basically starts plotting how to kill these girls. And then he kind of manipulates her into being involved with all these murders. Remember when he used to, like, make movies? Yeah. (laughs) That was weird. Yeah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Cuffs. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, This isn't, though. This is a fail. I never really enjoyed Heathers. Never really related to Heathers. But it's a cult classic. You love Mean Girls, and Mean Girls would not have existed without Heathers.
2: Please it explain. literally would not exist. The plastics are the Heathers. Please explain, crazy person. Oh, yes, because they didn't have popular girls before Heathers. No, look, everything the Heathers did in this movie was exactly the same. That's why they the joke was, oh, no, that's it's Heather's turn. No, it's Heather's turn. No, it's Heather's turn. The plastics are clones of Heathers. No. Oh, exactly. They're not all named the same. Tina Fey might have They'll written it a little bit better, but it stole that trope. He just said Tina Fey wrote it better. He kind of did, actually. Yeah. Because I gave this
1: movie a fail. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we agree. Yeah. <laughs> Hate that! I hate when you do that. (laughs) By the way, Heather's has been has already been adapted into a musical, and they're looking at doing a television series. Ooh, can't wait! Yeah, a musical of Heather's just seems really weird to me. Yeah, it's called Mean Girls, (laughs) but with singing. Stop!
0: All right, Scott. (laughs) Cat. <laughs> fast times at Ridgemont
2: high 1982 boy that's old once again written by cameron crow this is i think
1: people think of this as like the quintessential high school movie you want to know why why because here's a synopsis from, according to imdb a group of southern california high school students are enjoying their most important subjects sex drugs and rock and roll
2: yeah sean sean penn uh playing matthew Spicoli. McConaughey.
1: yeah Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold in his biggest role yet. Written by Cameron Crowe, who did Say Anything, and directed by Amy Heckerling, who did Clueless.
2: Hmm. This is the movie. You may only remember one scene, and you probably (laughs) don't remember the end of it. But Phoebe Cates gets out of the pool, and there's a scene with a
1: bikini. And this is the reason people watch this movie. Because it's not good. It's not good. I really didn't relate to this. And Spicoli... I didn't like it. I think I agree with Roger Ebert when he called it a, quote, scuzz pit of a movie. Yeah. It's a fail. Fail. Did he give it half a star? I don't know if he did. <laughs> and they, the, the, soundtrack the soundtrack is though fine. soundtrack is fantastic. Because oh, it's a lot of those yeah. classic
2: rock kind Billy of stuff. Billy Squire, Sammy Hagar, Don Hanley, Go-Go's. Yeah. Really but,
1: good. I don't, I'm not a fan of the movie. Don't like it. Couldn't relate to it. Same. Fail.
0: All right. Grease, 1978.
1: Grease is the word. We're just going to talk the about word, the live version the on the, the... TV. <laughs> Uh, Grease, which I didn't even know was a musical before it went to a movie. Like, when I first watched it, I was like, wow, where did they come up with that? And it wasn't until years later that I was like, oh, it was a stage musical. That makes sense. Before it was a movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Kent didn't realize it until just now. Good girl, and, good girl Sandy and Good Sandy and Greaser Danny fell in love over the summer when they unexpectedly discover they're now in the same high school. Will they be able to rekindle their romance? Summer lovin'. loving... Had, had me a blast. <laughs> summer loving happened so fast. I feel like fast. one of us should sing the girl oh, yeah, yeah. part. One of us should sing the guy part. Met a girl. Oh, great. great. guy part, <laughs> part?
2: For me. Met a boy. <laughs> cute as can be. Bo. Summer days drifting away. But other uh, uh, summer nights. Jake. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Uh, uh. D- Jake, come on. I don't know.
0: You don't uh, know Greece? Well, I mean, I know it, but I don't know the next line. Tell me more.
2: Oh yeah! yeah. shoot a yeah. bop bop shoot a bop bop shoot a bop bop shoot a
1: bop there's no denying the music of this this is another one that I think the music is great and I had uh, an ex-girlfriend my girlfriend in high school was obsessed with this movie came out in 1978 uh, directed I don't have directed here but I do have stars John Travolta Livy Newton-John and Stalker Channing yeah Livy Newton-John was so adorable the soundtrack uh, was the second best selling album of the year in the United States in 1978 just behind Saturday Night Fever so good year for John Travolta wow wow And Newton-John, Olivia Newton-John, who's an Aussie, could not pull off an Aussie. She's uh, Aussie fries, Uh, but she could not pull off an American accent, and so her character was rewritten to be Australian. Hmm. Good for her. So you say you love the music. Tell me, tell me
2: about the story. Yeah, how do you like the, the How do you movie? like this story? Does it, does not it? as much. Right. right.
0: That's partly because why I don't care about the
1: music, because I'm like, ugh, the story as gives me As a kid, me, like, when you're watching shudders. it, you're like, these musical numbers are so much fun, and you get older, and you're like, what is this movie teaching? What are they talking? What?
2: I just think it drags. Change yourself? Yeah, to- and it drags. That's true. And then they fly away in the car at the end, which I've never understood. This is a supernatural it's for magic. me and should not be on this list, because they go away in a flying car. What? Remember at the end? I remember the end. They fly away in a car and everyone looks up in the
1: sky and waves at them. Do they die? Are they dead? Oh, by the way, uh, so you know the Look at Me, I'm Sandra D song? Yeah. Uh, it was actually filmed on the day, uh, on August 16th, 1977, the day of Elvis Presley's death. Ew. And that part where she talks about Elvis. Yeah. And they all thought it was a little bit creepy that they were singing that song on the day of his death because it was all over the news. It was the highest grossing musical ever, eclipsing the 13-year-old record held by The Sound of Music, but it's since been overtaken by Les Miserables, Mamma Mia, and Beauty and the Beast. But overall, I'm giving this one a passing grade. It's a pass. Because I I think the music is great. Story. (sniffs) Same. That's fair.
0: All right, guys. Are you ready for the last one? We're on the last one? We're on the last one now. (sighs) We're
1: all in this together.
0: Saved it for the end. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1986.
2: 1986. A high school wise guy. A high school wise guy is determined
1: to have a day off. A day off from school, despite what the principal thinks of that. <laughs> That's a terrible. It's a terrible. Really. Why do we do those? Uh, written, co-produced, and directed by John Hughes. Made in
2: 1986. Starring Matthew Broderick, Alan Ruck, and Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah was adorable. She really
1: was. Yeah. Sloan Peterson. <laughs> so good. Uh, Hughes wrote the script for this in a week. What? In less than a week, it says. Really? Hughes wrote the screenplay in less than a week. And, and uh, the funny thing I thought about, one of these interesting little tidbits that I kind of remember somewhere, I'm like, oh, that's right. So uh, Matthew Broderick and Mia Sarah were both late teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Ruck was 29. <laughs> really? He was playing 29? Cameron. He actually Cameron seemed was 29. 29. He did to be seem honest old. Yeah. But that's what he, said, he said, like, I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to know what the cool things were, you know, not be Kip. And then he says, oh, my character doesn't know that either. So this is going to work out perfectly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> this okay i'm just gonna say this Mm -hmm. there's a reason fail yeah (laughs) there's a reason that for my fifth grade music project i sang twist and shout uh there's a reason that when i tried out for those plays in 11th grade i recited the ferris bueller opening monologue by memory how does that go uh that's the one where he talks about uh, he's just gonna do the um quantum leap it's a little childish and stupid but then so is high school things like that like Ice moves pretty fast. You don't stop looking around a while. You can miss it. I can still do it start to finish, but I won't ask me in person sometime. I'm, I'm in person. And, th- there, <laughs> and there's a reason <laughs> he's, he's here, Joel. There's also a reason why my phone ringtone for when I get a text message, my test text message, notification noise for the last over a decade has been. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch boom 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 it's because this is one of my favorite movies of all time what without a doubt you say that all the time about no, every movie ferris bueller's day off it's like i could pick my top top five it's right in, in no Guardians particular of the order. galaxy 2 it would be and pirates essentially maybe. ferris bueller's day off shawn of the dead uh dark knight slumdog millionaire like those are kind of the ones that will always be at the top there's nothing cooler than when he is singing on the float like as a kid you watch that and you go how that's like the hero moment which really that was at a real parade like apparently they kind of crashed a parade okay
2: but don't you love the dancers that all of a sudden show up they're like sweeping the sweeping the ground and dun, like t-
1: dun, 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 and they all know dun, the dun, same dun, dance dun.
2: and it's kind of it's magical
1: it is it is and it's that's <sighs> why it gets a pass for me you jerk <laughs> just kidding a it's an honor okay. i was up gonna honors. say i don't want to have to get <laughs> hit you on your birthday <laughs> But uh, this movie really, I think the reason this one resonated with me so much was because all these other high school movies, almost every single one of them is about a party or uh, familiar relations, as it were. Indeed, And that's what they're going for the whole time. They're pursuing, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas this one was just having fun. Well, it was it's like the freedom of it escaping
0: it responsibility.
1: And-, and they talked like adults, like the dialogue was cool. that grown up dialogue for high school kids. And there's a lot of depth
2: here. Whether it's Cameron dealing with stuff with his dad. Yes. Even them going to the art museum and having that strange, like, quiet montage was really effective.
1: Yeah. Which, the first cut of that museum thing, they really didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so they redid it with the... And the soundtrack for this movie was never released. Well, I shouldn't say never. It was eventually. But for the movie, it was like, when it came out, it wasn't released. And because uh, John Hughes said, I don't think people are going to want to hear, you know, Wayne Newton and Yellow on the same album. Like, There's really no purpose to it. But people begged and begged and begged. And they did come out with a limited series soundtrack. I think they only made like 300 copies mm. or something like that. But they let it out. And I do have a lot of those songs because I just really enjoy the soundtrack from start to finish. I love the movie. Love the soundtrack. Love the characters. This probably is my number one high school movie of anything on this list and probably. Ultimately. And it
2: almost barely registers as a high school movie, except yeah. for the fact that it's a day off from school
1: and the principal is so involved. And Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. in his role is as, as uh, Mooney. Um, I think his role as the, not he's in the right. That's the funny thing. Is like the whole time right. Mooney's in the right. He's trying to get this kid to go to school who slacked off and changed his number of absences on the computer. And he just wants to bust him, but he can't. And yet you're rooting for Ferris the entire time. And Ferris isn't a punk. It's not like he's a guy you hate. You can't help but love Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And that's what's so great about this character because he is a punk. He's doing, you know, he's skipping school and making parents look dumb and things like that, making his principal look dumb, but you love him all the more. And it's for like it. the original viral campaign. Hashtag say Ferris. Yeah. Which was a, not a great band, but a great hashtag. Come on. Come on, Eileen. No, it really. was a great song. No, it belonged to the letters to Cleo. Like it, you know, what? It belonged to those letters, letters to Cleo realm. It's not quite as good as the original. Okay. okay. But uh, now no. we're
2: going to disagree.
1: Great. I thought great. we were going to end on an yeah, trying to
0: end on a nice note there,
1: Joel. Uh, me come and Sarah. On. Yes. Oh, okay. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. there you go. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're back. <laughs> so there you go. There's our high school movies. There's
0: our list. All right, listener. If there's any movies that you really want Joel and Kent to uh, tier,
1: yeah. send, us, send us a note on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. If you give us the movie, the high school movie we missed on Twitter or Facebook or baconcell.com, we will tier it for you just to make you angry. Yep. For sure. You will definitely be angry. <laughs> Guaranteed anger. Yeah. All right. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can also find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Foreign Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page.
2: If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers.
0: Also, find Bacon Sale there at Bacon Sale. And guys, uh, this has been a lot of fun talking about these uh, yeah. high school movies. I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool.
1: Can we have a reunion? In 20 years.
0: Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. No, it's too phonetic. It's weird.
2: I murdered every listener. Gross. Don't you Gross. forget about me? <laughs> Why do we got you two burping on the mic? <laughs> don't 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 don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh.
1: Boom boom. I'm gonna say, use the word blossom. Put your shirt on. And I love it when bands have cameos in movies. Uh, I don't like this adaptation. I don't like the way they did this. So you're incredibly fun. Thanks. You're welcome.
0: This is the George lucas one. Starring people and little boys making deals. He doesn't need to get life because he doesn't have one anymore. Oh,
1: come on. Exactly. That guy needs to
0: come back to life, huh?
1: (laughs) Jeez. You You need
0: to spend some time as a 16-year-old girl. I think that's the only answer. (laughs) Well, you would know. Accidental murder of children is hilarious.
1: Rachel Lee Cook, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Right about now. The Funk's old brother. Check it out now.
2: Definitely. Come on. It's Ryan Johnson. It's baby Nolan. Who is that girl and how do I
0: find her? Oh, she's not rotten to the core. No, like Roger Ebert's corpse. <laughs>.